What's up, holly jolly non-listeners? Just want to say happy holidays from all of us here at You're Not Listening, the podcast that teaches you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. This is the first of our two-part holiday special for 2019. I don't want to waste your time in the beginning because we talk a lot in this episode, but this week we're talking about Christmas carols, and next week we're talking about Christmas songs, and we're going to teach you the difference. So if you didn't realize that they were two different things, we're going to learn you something today. My dad is talking about Little Drummer Boy by Bing Crosby and David Bowie, and I'm talking about Mary's Boy Child slash Oh My Lord by Boney M. So if you don't know these songs, then... Well, if you don't know the first one, then you've probably been living under a rock. But if you think that these are just run-of-the-mill Christmas tunes that you hear on the radio every once in a while between Mariah Carey and Trans-Siberian Orchestra, then you're not listening. So clean out your ears and listen up. Let's do this. Get on the floor! So I do have a joke this time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which state has the most singers on Christmas Eve? Uh, I don't even know. North Carolina. <laughs> <sighs> You're bad. You love it. No, I no no I don't. Oh, no. it's good stuff. No, I don't. That's it's hilarious. good stuff. So we're in the middle of the holiday the season. Throws of yep. yeah, we're we're deep in it. We're we're swimming in the the holiday season. So we yeah, I know we were originally gonna do kind of holiday themed episodes throughout the entire month of December, but we went on vacation and skipped a couple weeks because (laughs) time was crazy uh, around Thanksgiving. So we're back. Thanks for being patient with us. And I know that people are hearing a lot of Christmas music on the radio and in shopping malls and everywhere that they go. And it's probably the same 10 to 15 songs that they hear over and over again. So Johnny Mathis again. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about a couple of songs that you don't really hear on the radio as much. Sometimes you hear them, at least mine you do hear sometimes, but not as often. And then we also have a top five for each of us songs that maybe people don't know or should listen to because they're awesome and you don't hear them over and over again on on the radio. But because we're a couple weeks out from Christmas, we're going to end up being able to do two episodes before Christmas. So I figured we would separate these out between Christmas songs and Christmas carols. And I think that some of our listeners might Uh not know the difference between Christmas songs and Christmas carols or that there even is one. I learned... The difference between Christmas songs and Christmas carols. I think when I was in high school, we were at Aunt Betty's Christmas party one year, and it was a trivia question. She did a trivia game, and it was, what's the difference between a Christmas song and a Christmas carol? And we didn't oh. know. And I okay. think we probably cheated to find out. Well, but, that's what phones are for, so. Yeah, and well, we couldn't really look things up on phones back then, so I don't know. We had our flip phones. <laughs> but you had to pay like a thousand bucks a month to be able to go on the internet on those things. That's right, the interwebs. Yeah. yeah. So I have a little definition okay. that I, I literally did a Google search difference between Christmas carols and Christmas songs. And this is the very first and, thing on the list. <laughs> and if you really were forced to think about it, it's probably something that is going to be pretty clear. But I think people don't kind of separate the two, especially this time of year. They, they somewhat all get mixed in. But Well, I think it's a really easy distinction. Yes. So I'll just I'll just read this this quick little blurb about it. it says that time of year when Christmas music can be heard everywhere. Did you know that what you normally hear in the retail stores and on the radio is not a Christmas carol? Most people think that Christmas songs are all the same. Christmas carols are actually religious in nature, while Christmas songs are secular. So many of the traditional Christmas carols are overshadowed by trendy Christmas songs, and the most popular right. songs are sung by pop artists. Right. 
So the Beyonce and Mariah Carey versions of Christmas songs are very popular for the kids, he said. So it sounds like he's a little curmudgeon But regardless, <laughs> you know, says Christmas carols can still be heard in church and in some schools. So songs like Silent Night, Oh Holy Night, and any I guess any song that has the word night in the title. Um, <laughs> God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. You know, all the songs that are like in the hymnal or are directly about... Right, the religious aspects of the holiday itself. Birth of Jesus and those are yep. religious those are, side of Christmas. Yeah, those are Chris, considered Christmas carols, and I know like right. carolers usually sing songs like Jingle Bells and Frosty the Snowman. And right. if you're caroling, yes, you will probably sing those songs, but those are technically not Christmas carols; those are Christmas songs. And I think, and I don't know, maybe part of it is is licensing and everything, but I think those are the ones that you can play, you know, a million times and not have to worry about. But everybody knows them and all, but they do have a religious nature to them. But then also, after World War II, there seemed to be this big push towards Christmas music, which was getting away from just the, the Christmas carols. So that's when they started doing these feel-good movies. You know, that was the White Christmas and Holiday Inn and all these, and these songs started cropping, you know, cropping up. And then the 50s and 60s, they just started pumping up music. And then every pop artist did every song, as as they do now. You know, they'll just bring, bring something out of, you know, some library somewhere and everybody's got, a, got a, a Christmas album and everybody has done the same songs for years and years and years and every so often somebody has something new right. or different versions of it and it kind of becomes popular. But up until World War II, it was only Christmas carols. And then after that, it was like, let there's, there's a new genre of music. Let's see if we can make a killing on this stuff. And that's when the Chipmunks and Beach Boys oh, and all that yeah. kind of, you know, all that <laughs> stuff from the from the late 40s and 50s and Elvis and, and all that all started to kind of come into vogue too. And then, you know, everybody jumped on it. So a million more songs, whether it was Andy Williams or, you know, all those guys from the 50s and 60s, they all did those things post-war, this whole feel-good, you know, you know, Horatio Alger thing, and everybody was feeling good about it, coming back and, and moving to the suburbs, and let's sing Christmas songs, blah, blah, blah. And that didn't happen prior to that. So why did it, why did we end up with, like, 20 songs that are the only ones that you hear over and over and over again? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's probably a conversation for next week. Yeah. But, you um, know, it seems like, you know, I mean, unless you listen to Sirius Radio where they go deeper into some of the, the different catalogs and all, right. but it seems like if you go on traditional FM music that you hear from, from Christmas from the day after Halloween, on it'll be like 12 songs yeah and it's annoying you know and yeah. if i hear because like yeah i mean they're good songs but you don't need to hear them 80 I don't times need to a hear day step into christmas wonderful christmas time by paul mccartney right um, rocking around the christmas tree rock around christmas tree, last christmas johnny mathis anything <laughs> over and over and over and again i mean yeah, they're mariah carey yeah, they're over. They're good songs, but man, there's so many other good songs out there that people just don't even have a chance to listen to. The cool thing about doing the DJ thing and doing Christmas parties is, especially if you're doing like a, a dinner mix, something like this, you can always find like so many cool different songs. And I would always try to make sure I could play those because it was boring to me to play the same old, same old, same old. All well, the when time. you're doing a party and you're playing music for an hour and a half, two hours, three hours, whatever it is. You can't play the same 10 songs over and over and again. And you can't so you need do Christmas songs, anyway. believe it or not. If you did um, Christmas or, or, you know, then it turned into the politically correct, you know, holiday parties or whatever they would call them. Um, people, like the people didn't want to hear a lot of that. They wanted to come on out and have a have a good time, be with, with their friends or family or their coworkers right. and have a party. But, you know, once in a while you could sprinkle in a Christmas song, but you couldn't do like two hours of Christmas songs. People would like revolt. One or two songs, maybe, and that's it. You yeah, know, so. interesting. So tonight we're doing... Carols, carols, which are religious in nature, and right. so I know that we probably have some listeners that are not Christian. Maybe you know they they don't celebrate Christmas, or if they do celebrate Christmas, they might not be 
necessarily religious and they just celebrate it for the the celebration and the holiday but you know we we, we are a christian family and we go to church christmas eve and all that and so i think and it's these, only fair that we can look at some of these songs and these songs are certainly familiar even if you're not super super you know religious and super christian right. well mine is everyone not everyone knows them mine is yours interesting is um yours is not mine is interesting because it's not it's religious it is a religious song and the theming is all about the birth of jesus but it is not um, like a song that you'd find in the hymn note. Like it's not going to be sung at church. They're not going to say, "Go to page whatever," and you're not going to find this song Unless because you go it to was a very cool church. Right, very cool church. Right. I have heard. I have heard that in church. Believe it or not. So, do you want to do your song first? Or you want to do mine? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, again, go, with the religious theme, and it was a little more difficult for me because I was trying to make sure that I, I found something that was going to be appropriate, and I picked the Little Drummer Boy. Mm-hmm. which everybody but knows. Which, which uh, rendition? That's just it. So I did a little research on it, and literally, and, and, and bear with me here, everyone and his brother and his uncle's brother and everyone in between has done this song. Right. So for instance, Ray Conniff, Bing Crosby, Johnny Cash, Johnny Mathis, Moe, um, The Supremes, I mean, you name it, and Joan Baez, Bob Dylan. Bob Seger. Bob Dylan has done it. You know, Bob Seger, obviously Jackson 5, The Brady Bunch, The Temptations, who actually do a really killer version of that. There are parodies of it. Neil Diamond obviously has done everything. Uh, RuPaul has done a version of it. Glenn Campbell, Bright Eyes. I mean, it's amazing how many people have done this. And I don't know if it's just because of the licensing or whatever, but or it's an easy one, but it, it seems like most people play it straight up. And I think the, 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 the version that, that hit, and I want to say it was... Actually, I have the, the date of that. I want to say it was in the 70s, I think, is when um, Bing Crosby and, um, and David Bowie did it. And that is heard a little more uh, regularly on contemporary radio. And, and you hear it, but uh, it's got a little different spin on it because they sing actually two different songs. Like Bing Crosby is actually doing The Little Dumber Boy, and David Bowie is doing Peace on Earth, Can It Be? So it, it's a little different spin on that. But, you know, at the point, he was like trying to become more of a normal kind of top 40 guy and having a little more mainstream kind of image. Who was, Bing uh, Crosby? Yeah, no, David Bowie. Gotcha. Because he was considered like out there really punky and all at that point. But Bing Crosby, and, and, and again, you don't know this as much per se, but um, back in the day when I was younger, all of these main artists had these these um, Christmas specials and you look forward to them. So the Andy Williams Christmas special, the Bing Crosby Christmas special, blah, blah, blah. and it was a variety show. And they, you know, they had all different artists and everything else and they played Christmas music. Well, this was this was one of Bing Crosby's. You know, he did it every year, and to have somebody like as different as David Bowie was was kind of you know was kind of groundbreaking. Well, it was also his last one because Bing Crosby died like a month later from that. Oh wow! So it was literally his last his last TV performance and all. But he still had the voice because he had such a, a, a clear you know kind of you know translucent voice. He was so good, and then with with Bowie on top of it, it's just such a really nice version. So it's one of those that I think most people know it as the Bowie and, and Bing Christmas song, but it's really the the little drummer boy, you know. Right. Um, uh, so it's kind of a cool version. Um, I was going to pick Bob Seger. That was a little too predictable, maybe, when he did uh, it on a, um, an album for Special Olympics and all uh, back in the 80s stuff. But uh, I think this version is actually a little better. So that's the one I picked. All right. Well, let's go listen to it. So go okay. to the playlist on Spotify or click the link in the show notes and give it a listen and then come back and we'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? It's funny that people think of this as the Bing Crosby song because... Because it's so Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's uh it's really like a, a showcase of of his of david bowie's voice yes which by the way it, sounds beautiful in this song yes um i think it's interesting that uh somebody of of bing uh, crosby's stature takes a step back and allows it to to be that way too because i mean this is his special he has his guest come in but it was definitely david bowie's song without, without question yeah he yeah. owned that but yeah oh man bing crosby looked like a Walking corpse, man. <laughs> well, and he was, yeah. you know, and, and knowing that he died one month after that, like literally, I think a month and a couple of days to the to the day, because uh, you know he was, I don't know if he was ill, or you know, I don't know what he died of, and but when you're watching the video, it makes you look a little, makes it look a little different. I like when you watch the video that it really seems that uh, Bowie kind of looks in 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 true reverence of. I mean, he well, he was. Right, I mean, it's David right Bowie. Him. Was, Dave, yeah. David Bowie is not a subtle man. No. And he's not a, a reserved man, but he was very, very kind of quiet. He was dressed formally with his hair. Yep. You know, his hair wasn't yep. crazy. He was yep. super conservative. So, like, he was not himself. <laughs> yeah, but just... The, he, well, he wasn't kinda, what you would expect. Right. To, for, but for him to... You could just see the way he looked at him, and he just had a, a sense of, like, you know, I know that I'm doing something with a, with a great, you know, somebody who's great in uh, musical history. So right. I just think so, it's a really interesting thing. So and then the, at the end, when he says... It's a pretty little thing, isn't it? You know, it's just like, ooh, you know, you know, that was was not scripted. That was just, you know, off the off the top. That was cool. That skit is what they parodied. Uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley did a full parody of that whole skit, which is and how was it? It's it's hilarious, and they actually they sounded decent. <laughs> yeah, but is it one of those that they shouldn't have because that was such a good? I don't know. I, really no, I think it, I think it had been long that, enough that they could do it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't untouchable. Okay, yeah, I have to look no. at that. Actually, I'm looking at it on the um, on the side from my YouTube uh, feed, and I see that's one of the things that's yeah. going to pop. So I have to look at it when we're done here. Yeah, so. You have to watch it. It's pretty funny. It's pretty yeah, good. I mean, they yeah. did a good job with it, but it's clear that yeah. like you know they were just. One of the things I like too is uh, you know when they came together at the chorus, you know every child must be you know made aware and all that. Like they, their voices are both very powerful. That's when Bing does step a little more into the spotlight. Yeah. But man, it just it. And I think it, if I remember correctly, I think it was one take. I think it was one like they. Well, they, if it's uh, a live, if it's a live special, then yeah. Right, but I think it was a like a like rehearsed it for a little while and just like boom, do it. And you know whether it was live when you know I mean all those live things, whatever. I don't know if they would have made some other cuts and they could do it stuff you know other ways, but right. um, it was just it was as raw as as it looks when you're watching it. You know so. Yeah, well, cool. and when they harmonize, it's interesting because David Bowie's voice sounds high through most of it, but when they harmonize, it sounds like he gets really low. Like bo it, yep. both of them come down low. Yep. So it's yep. it's interesting. It's like they it's yeah. like all of a sudden David Bowie's voice sounds a lot like Bing Crosby. Yeah. Well, and you know, you would think it's you know if you had if you didn't know the song, and you say, well, what would the title be? You know, it'd be like Peace on Earth or something like that, because the the drummer boy aspect of it that Bing Crosby's singing is so in the background. It's almost like you don't even notice it because you notice it was so strong with with uh, with Bowie, which is why I think it was such a good balance that way. The little drummer boy is basically the rhythm section for that song. Yeah, yeah, really, and because yeah. there's no drums, so he's right. literally singing the drumming yeah. part. So versus you know the the Siega version, which is maybe one of the newer contemporary ones that people kind of recognize, and you might hear a little more on some some of the radio spots and stuff, um, was a straight up version. And it was like, you know, Bob, do something different, you know, come on, you know, but it right. was, it was pretty straight. And this, this is just a whole different spin on but things. But this, so this, like song, this well, this Carol, <laughs> Carol, um, right. I actually really like the, the melody of this one. I think a lot of these carols, because they're such old songs, you know, they mm -hmm. were, they weren't written, they were 
composed. And yes, and yes. so the basic melody of a lot of these carols are very, really just nice and pleasant to listen to. And they usually tell really good stories with the lyrics yep. and stuff. I mean, I know it's the story of Christmas and it's if you're not Christian and you don't celebrate Christmas, it might not mean much to you. But regardless, the stories and the messages and lessons in these songs are usually really, really good. And I really like the story of the little drummer boy. And I really like the melody as well, which kind of stinks in this version because you lose that because you're focused on you, David you Bowie, whose voice is beautiful, but his the melody of his part is kind of boring. It's kind of repetitive and not... It is, it's, right. It's not right. Uh, that interesting. I think it's supposed to be more complimentary, but it ends up being right up front and not complimentary. That's I mean, what like it sounds like. Easily. Yeah, It sounds like it's, a, it's, it's the background part that was brought to the front. You know, the original one that you hear on the, um, I think on the radio, if, if you go and you hear this, is the Harry Simeone Choral uh, Choir or something like that, which is a very traditional thing. And, and that's the one everybody knows. But this was a nice spin on things. And then fun fact, I want to say back at good old Stephen Bacher School, when I was in first grade, I think, or second grade, I remember we did this. So I don't know if it was the entire class did it or it was a choral group or something, but there were only three boys that were, were selected to... Um, to play a drum during the song. And I'm sure it was like rat-a-tat and that's, you know, just basically hit. Like, I'm sure that you didn't have to have any rhythm or right. have any talent. Uh, and I was one of the ones selected for that. So that was my big musical debut. When nice. I think I was six, I was in, uh, I think it was, in, it was six years old in first grade or something like that. It was probably, if it was December, it was a Christmas concert, it was probably about four weeks after my dad died. So my dad died in November. So it was probably like, you know, oh, let's give, you know, Jim a, you know, a little a little happiness here and throw them in and let them play uh, the drums kind of thing. So, you know, again, at six years old, you know, you don't know what's going on. So so, so that, I, I think it always resonates with me for that. I always kind of remember that song too because of it. You remember doing that? I do. Yeah. So it didn't, yeah. it didn't spark a lifelong passion for the drum then? Uh, no, because <laughs> in fourth grade, I made my mother buy me a trumpet. <laughs> mm, gotcha. And uh, I was always doing the melody, not just the uh, the rhythm. Although I always felt like I had good rhythm. Maybe that's where it came from. But yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So I always had more of a connection with that song. So when you were asking me, like, finally, like, oh, I I know a song because I love this song and everything else. This is on my top five, and I was gonna go go with another one, but then like, oh, wait a minute, I know one, and then all of a sudden it fell into place. And then you know, not only not only Little Drama Boy, but the uh, the version with Bing and and, uh, and Bowie and stuff. Like, this is perfect. So now, especially complimentary of the one that you wanna you'll want to talk about. Right. So. so because so, Bing Crosby had these Christmas specials, is that why he, he literally is like the king of Christmas music? Like he sings all of the Christmas songs. I don't know if it's chicken or, you know, he's, he's done a us. version of the song that I'm doing tonight. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Again, post World War II, every contemporary artist. Now Bing Crosby was the Lady Gaga of the time. Like he right. was the, you know, whoever the big star was. I mean, these were the, the guys who were the stars. It was Sinatra and it was Bing Crosby and it was Dean Martin and it was, you know, all these guys. And uh, Perry Como, Andy Williams. These were the contemporary stars that people turn on the radio to listen to or to go out to dance to. So every one of them did every version of every song. Right. So they all started pumping out all these Christmas albums. So I don't know which came first. I think probably the music came first and then they built him around, you know, the whole white Christmas kind of theme of, of the movie and all. Yeah, um, which is like three hours long and has nothing to do with Christmas until the last five minutes. Yeah, you pointed that out every time we watch it. So it drives I me nuts. You watch it. Dear <laughs> listeners, my parents made me watch White Christmas at least once every year for my entire life. And including this past weekend. It was on this past weekend, yeah. And <laughs> yes, okay, it's it's an okay movie. 
There's some good music in it, but it's so long and yep. it has nothing to do with Christmas until literally right. the last five minutes. Right. So, or the, or the first two minutes because he sings like okay. Christmas at the beginning. Oh, right. Too, yeah. So, so literally, yeah, like, you know, it's like, right. it's like a year. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels <laughs> right. like that long. Yeah. You're leaving the war and then, you know, opening the inn afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, geez. Um, but see, songs like that, and you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a schmaltzy romantic guy. It's like if they touch me those those ways or movies, and that's why you watch Rudy, and that's why you watch Miracle, and all those kind of stuff. Right. All that kind of stuff is not just about the music, or not just about the imagery, but also what it stirs up, and that's what White Christmas does. Right. Does uh, and again, my age, going back and and listening to some of the old variety specials, and and getting a chance to kind of do that, which every so often PBS does, or Andy Williams has a DVD out or whatever. That that kind of stuff too. You know, kind of brings it back. I think Christmas is also just part of like you want to go back and and recapture those moments of when you were a kid and you remember what it was like to kind of feel Christmas for the first time. And that's a little bit about what's going on with with White Christmas with us, right? You know? No, I, and I'll probably end up doing the same thing. I don't know if it's White. You already did. You already started doing it. You said you were t- having your daughter um, watch Miracle last week. We did. We ago. did watch Miracle. Oh, so Rudy's next, so and it's Hoosiers. Then it's Titans. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not <laughs> crazy about this the inspirational sports movies, but me and oh, Sam yeah. both really love Miracle. So you know, we, yeah, we yeah, saw that it was that's... on uh, Disney Plus, so we wanted to that's watch it. That's where it starts. I'm telling you. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, we watch uh, we watch Krampus every Christmas. That's one of our traditions. There you go. See, <laughs> yeah. and whatever floats your boat, you know, so. no judging, no judging. So. So, anything else about this song that you want to do? Like, what's no, your favorite just, thing about that? I think it's one of those. You know, it's one. You know, there's a lot of songs, and, and I know we're going to talk about these in the future too, that have more of a you know contemporary feel, more of a rocker, or, um, or something different. That when you hear it, like you crank it up, and you know, I'm always making reference to you know putting the windows down and driving around, and listening to it loud. This is the opposite. I don't think it's schmaltzy, and I don't think it's you know as a carol. It's not something that, that I'm going to go and sing in, in church and stuff, but it still has that kind of religious overtones and. Kind of crosses over all those genres for me, so I like it. Cool, good stuff. Did you like that one? Were you surprised by that one? No. Did I pick? I wasn't that one? surprised. Okay. Um, I like that one. I, I yeah. do like that song. It's on my list. Do you feel like you hit? You hear that in those songs that you hear on the regular yeah, basis on radio? I do hear it. I don't think I hear it as much as "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree," and no. uh, "All I Want for Christmas Is Mariah Carey" <laughs> to not be on the radio anymore. <laughs> but no, I I do hear I do hear this song on the radio a decent amount. Yeah. What's up, people? So here at YNL, we talk a lot about listening and hearing, but I want to take a second and talk about seeing because it's something else that a lot of us do, most of us actually, and it's kind of important for a lot of people. So this show is sponsored by WarbyParker.com. Warby Parker provides vintage-inspired prescription eyeglasses starting at just $95. And for you, the non-listeners of this podcast, Warby Parker is offering you guys a free five-day home trial run for up to five frames of glasses for completely free. So you get five frames that you get to have in your home, try them out for five days, wear them around, see how they feel, see what you think. And then if you want to buy some, you can buy some. Make sure you check out the link in our show notes to the Warby Parker trial website so you can start trying them out now. Thanks so much. Back to the show. My song, I hear on the radio rarely, but I have heard it before. I was really, actually really excited to do this song because I every time this song comes on, on shuffle on my Christmas playlists, I just have a lot of fun. It's just a really fun song. So the thing about Christmas carols is a lot of them, you know, they tell happy and uplifting and the messages are usually of rejoicing and celebrating and all that, but yep. they do sound sad a lot of them and slow oh, just yeah. just yep. by their nature yep. the nature of the way that they're written and they're you know they're meant to be sung in church so they're slower and they're mm-hmm. they're good for 
large groups to sing, but they don't sound necessarily happy and rejoiceful and excited. But they're supposed to be inspirational. Exactly. So, but this right. song, like I said, it's not in the hymnal. This is a song by Harry Belafonte from like 1965. But I did Mary's Boy Child and Oh My Lord by Boney M., and Boney M in the 70s during the disco era was a vocal group that was brought together in like Germany. And it was like, they I think they classified it as Euro-Caribbean disco <laughs> reggae. So it was right. like, it was like <laughs> some guy who was like a resort performer in Aruba. And then the lead singer, she was from Jamaica. And I think there was someone else from Jamaica and then a couple people from Europe. So it was an interesting group of people, but they did this killer version of Mary's Boy Child and they had another song that they wrote that they tagged on the end called Oh My Lord and it fits really right. well together. And it is this awesome, upbeat, reggae, dancey, yeah. reggae. It, it sounds like the 90s pop reggae stuff that was yep. out. Yep. So it sounds like a song from the 90s, but it's, it's from the 70s. 70s. Yeah, no? yeah, yeah. It is. Okay. I, I would have thought the 80s or 90s. Okay. Yeah. It hit yeah. like the top 10. Oh, yeah. It's like in Europe, it's like one of the most sold singles of the 70s or something like that. Wow. Like it's, it was huge it. over there. But it's like, <laughs> it's just, it's a really fun song. So, and this is like what I, in my mind, I would love to go to a church on Christmas Eve and have this song playing and have the whole congregation just dancing and rocking out. So go ahead and listen to it. It's on the Spotify playlist or click the link in the show notes and listen to it. And then we'll come back. <laughs> Okay, so the music video is like a six-minute version, but the version yes. that you normally hear and that I have on my Christmas playlist okay. and stuff is not that yep. long. There's extra verses in yes. this version. So uh, yep. I'm going to need to find the right version to put in the show notes that's a little okay. bit shorter because let me see how long. It's a single version. It's like five minutes, so it takes like almost a minute off. But how, going on how fun is that? What a funny, it is fun. What a funny time. <laughs> It is in like in our history. If you watch the video, the video is absolutely horrible too. Oh yeah, with they're they're in these yeah. big poofy white coats and they're like oh. in Germany somewhere. It's yeah. uh, yeah. it's very. I mean, it's. I used to dress like that though, so you know, I had that coat. You know, like I said, what a funny time to <laughs> just in, in, in human history, Euro Caribbean disco reggae. Wow. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, how fun is that song? And it's one of those that if people know it, they'll hear it and say, oh, I love this song. This is the greatest. And, you know, if you if you play it or whatever, but you don't hear it that like often. Like it's one of those all. songs where like it would be so much fun to be in a room with with a bunch of people that know it and just like yep. clapping your hands and bouncing yep. around and singing it all together. It would be so much fun. And Which is the exact intent, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And, you know, I was reading some articles about this band. This group is super interesting how they came from all over. Some guy who's a songwriter, but I I guess not a singer brought them all together and they were supposed to be just lip syncing on TV to some like disco thing. Yep. And then it turned out that, oh, by the way, they can actually sing and they became legitimate recording artists. But then they said that it would <laughs> never would have worked if it weren't for that one lead singer. I don't remember her name, but the woman from Jamaica. They said everyone else is replaceable except her. So because she's got, she's got the greatest voice. She's got she's well, she's got a great voice and she's got that really amazing Caribbean accent, which is just beautiful. And a lot of times when people have accents that are not like what we're used to hearing here in America, a lot of times when they sing, that accent is it disappears. You know, they sing right. 
right, the right. words more clearly. So it sounds like they're just singing an American accent, but she sings with yeah. that Jamaican I, accent. I was just looking up to see who it is, but there's, so, there's a bunch of women in it, so I'm not so sure which one she is. But Liz Mitchell. Liz Mitchell, it is her. Okay, yeah, that's the yeah, other. Okay, it. yeah, Liz Mitchell. And like I was saying, she has that amazing island accent, which um, is a really cool contrast to the, the theming of this song. Because you know, a lot of times, those island nations they don't practice Christianity. So, like hearing a song about the birth of Jesus being sung in with this island accent and this island sound with the steel drums in the background, and I don't, what are those tight drums that, that is in reggae music all the time? That's like that they sound like. Like they're stretched as tight as possible. Yeah, I don't know. The, I, don't I know. mean, it's such a staple in reggae music. Um, yep. I don't know yep. what they're called, but well, and then this is also the disco side of things too. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just that it was reggae; it was also played in discos over and over and over again all over Europe. Right, but it doesn't Europe sound like a disco song to me. No, but it's so danceable. It, it was it's probably pre-disco. It's very danceable. Disco. I mean, it's another song yeah. that's hard not to dance when you hear it. And like I said, with all of these songs that are meant to be inspirational and uplifting and rejoicing, this is this actually does that. Like this has yeah. that feel. Like you and feel like you're rejoicing when you're playing this song. That's a good point because I especially like in the middle of it when it's like or the angels sing a new, you yeah. know. So it does ha- kind of go back to that Heart as well. Now hear the angels. The, the angel, yeah. And then when it goes into the end, you know, oh my lord. So that's yeah, super the, cool. I love that that part. So it, it's, it turns gospel. What's really cool about that, and I, it's hard to understand the lyrics. So I had to look them up. It's two songs. So like I said, the Mary's boy child part in the beginning. You know, Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. That part, that's a, a Harry Which Belafonte Which is a traditional song. carol. Yeah. Well, it was written in the 60s. Right. I mean, it's Harry Belafonte. Right. So let's be serious. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but then... Oh My Lord, which is like the second half of that song, was written by this guy that brought them all together, I believe. So he like put his song into it. So it's what's cool about it is the way that they switch into it is they hum the entire verse and chorus of Mary's Boy Child all together. Yep. And then everything yep. drops and it's just like a bass drum. And they're doing that first yeah. verse yep. that... Uh, for a moment the world was aglow, all the bells rang out, there were tears of joy and laughter. And like that's a that's a cool melody, the way that that, that flows up and And you down. know what that is? That is, you know, on the two and the four. It's a bass line. Clap your hands. Yep. It, it, everything. What that is, is that's a bass line. And what's yep. cool, the what's really cool about it is that melody so in the very beginning of that song before they start singing you know they do the the acapella chorus in the beginning and then when the music kicks in the bass line is playing that melody for one for one time like one go around the bass plays the melody of that second song and then when they start going into long time ago in bethlehem it's a different it's the regular bass line for that song so so they, they tie it in the very beginning, and then they, they bring it out in the um, melody of the second part, which yeah, is it's really cool. And then when you're at that Oh My Lord part, and it's just that heavy bass drum with mm-hmm. with a lot less background music, like there's no more steel drums, you know, there's not as many, there's <laughs> right. not as many uh, right. synthesizers. It's everybody singing together it's, in the choir at church. It's, every, it, it's exactly what yep. it is, and especially at the end when she starts doing the So praise the Lord, he is the truth forever, and like that stuff is right. like... I think some of that was um, not written in the song. I think that she whipped that out in the studio, and they were like, "Oh hell yeah, girl! Like we gotta keep, we gotta keep that because I think that she, yep. I, I read that a lot of that was improvised." So 
I just I love that you get that vision of the big church choir. All, yes. all rocking yeah. out together, clapping their hands, and and yeah, the second and, part of that, we're all going to church, right? right? Right, and it's just something about the feeling that that gives you of like, even if you're alone listening to it, you get this feeling of like togetherness and just like straight jubilation and happiness, and it's just it, they, they do such a good job of capturing that in the recording yep. of this, which is really cool. And if you watch a live version of it, it's not as powerful. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't think so. I, I found a live yeah. video of it, and I was it just kind of felt like a disco era video, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but um, so Cass Healy, pretty much. Yeah, at the but end, like everybody together more. Yeah, about, exactly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's that same feeling, but this feels more like church. Yes, yeah. feel well, obviously, especially with the religious overtones as well, too. With it, too. Right, and and yeah, so cool. I just I think that you know everybody tries to do these songs in different ways, and and they try to get the right feeling for each song that they're singing, and I think that these guys just nailed it. And yep. it's so enjoyable to listen to, and, and it's a really nice break from Silent Night and the first Noel, you know? Right, right. Well, and, you know, and Last Christmas and everything else that, that's coming along with that, too. So the stuff that you hear on a regular basis. I was going to ask you if you think that they had also done anything else since then. I mean, was it a one-hit wonder kind of thing, or did they have anything else? I think was... they were only around for like three years, I think it said, when they came out with this song, and this was their last hit single. Uh, I think they had a couple songs beforehand, but I don't know. But more in Europe and Yeah, the US and I had thing? never yeah. heard of them besides this song. No. I mean, this is, no. I, I think it was a, a group that was brought together. Like, you know, so you see some pop groups in the U S that are brought together yep. by other producers yep. or something. They just find people and put them together. And it's the same idea. Uh, I don't think it's right. like, exactly. Yeah. I don't think it's a group that was ever expected to have any kind and, of longevity. And then the irony of it is there's religious overtones. It's reggae, it's disco, it's dance. And someone had the vision to make all that work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it did. Yeah, and it's yeah. awesome. And I, you know, I think it should be on every Christmas playlist out there because yeah. it is happy and it is fun and it, it's enjoyable to listen to. Mm-hmm. And it breaks you out of that kind of melancholy feeling that you get sometimes listening to some of these songs, which are all like beautiful. Like I said, I think Silent Night and First Noel are just gorgeous songs as they're written, but they're not happy and they're not exciting and they're not right. celebratory right. to me. No, I like that too for the same reason. Yeah. So. And so, and like you said, it's it's hard to not dance, hard not to tap your Right, it's so much fun. So. I know Katie really likes this song. I think we'd have a lot of fun if we all got together and we were just like rocking out and dancing to the song, like in a, in all the right. car. So a couple of weeks, we'll do that. Yeah. So that's mine. So what else? Anything else? Anything else that's special about that the song that you love the most? What do you like the best? <sighs> just the way it makes you feel. Well, I really like the bass line, but that's because it's a reggae song, and I love reggae bass lines. Yeah. Uh, they're super yeah. dynamic, and they're they're relentless, and they don't stop. And you play bass, and they're always really fun. Yeah, they're fun to play. Yeah. And I really like how they took. I really like that melody of the second song of the Oh My Lord. Yep. I really just I love I love that it, it melody. Does, it doesn't feel separate. It feels like it's tied in really well to the way they did it. Right. It's not. It feels like a corner. Like they turn a corner. And it's just yeah. like, like by the way, we're doing this now. Like, get on board. We're, we're like, here we go. <laughs> yeah, um, we're going to church. The way that they do it, like, because there's no build up to it. Like, they do the humming of the verse from the first part, and it just kind of goes along with it. And then all of a sudden, it's like in your face, like, this is what we're doing, you know? Right. Which is kind of cool. Right. So, yeah, come along for the ride. Yeah, and it's just, and it's just like one of those moments where you're like, all right, here we go. Let's stand up, get my tambourine in church and my big hat, and let's just like, you know, like, and it's just, it's just a lot of fun. I'll bring the tambourine when we go to church yeah. <laughs> on uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah. yeah, something tells me that won't necessarily no. fly in no. Bringe, New Hampshire. But... No, I'm not so sure. So. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. So, All right, cool, so that, cool. that's mine. Uh, I think everybody should have this song on their playlist so they can have some fun and uh, listen to some other songs besides Mariah Carey. So right. I think what I want to do quick is do, we, we're running out of time. We've been doing this for a while, but you know, we, we always say it's, it's so hard to pick one song and especially when we do something like this, where it's such a specific topic and a specific genre that I don't want to limit us to just one song. And there's so many good songs out there that people should be listening to around this time of year that are different, that can really mix things up for your holiday season. So I want to do a top right. five versions of Christmas carols for each of us. So why don't we start with number, what's your number five? My number five would have to be, Oh, come all you faithful Andy Williams. Again, traditional, go back, you know, to, to the uh, some of the old crooners and stuff. I just like his version. My number five is also O Come, All Ye Faithful. But well played. it is because somebody finally got across to Twisted Sister that We're Not Gonna Take It is exactly the same <laughs> song as O Come, All Ye Faithful. And they embraced it and they recorded it. They recorded O Come, All Ye Faithful yep. as We're Not Gonna Take It. And it's just beautiful. Yeah. And they redid the music video you know, 30 years later. And it's just, it's an amazing thing. So, <laughs> and I have, and I have that, yeah. I have the CD. So it's so good. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so funny. So that was a nice surprise that we picked the same yeah. song. All right. Yeah. What's your number four? My number four is probably joy to the world. And it's by Jim neighbors who was Goma pile, just a crazy good voice that no one ever expects. And he's got such, such, such nice tone. It's just, it's perfect. It may be one of the perfect songs. Okay. My number four is little drummer boy by Bob Seger. Yeah, we're on the same page yep, there. Which too. we already talked about, so. Yes. Number three. Right, number three is probably Do You Hear What I Hear by Bing Crosby. Mm, he does do a good version of that. Just, yeah, I just, that I that's one of the ones that I've always kind of liked. Um, that's a really beautiful song. He, the, the, the message of it and everything else, and a lot of people have done and stuff, mm-hmm. but I like, I like his version. Celine Dion does a killer version of that song. Yes. And that is played yeah. on the radio a lot, but it, it is, is really nice. Yep. Um, all right, my number three is Bare Naked Ladies, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Oh, uh, that was going to be one of mine too, mm-hmm. but I decided not to with that. I'm, I'm going more traditional with mine stuff. So, mm-hmm. Number two. All right. My number two, um, and one of my all-time favorite artists who I think could sing a, a, you know, a cereal box and it would sound perfect, beautiful, uh, Nat King Cole. Right. Oh, Holy Night. Right. Oh, Holy Night. Gorgeous song. And you know, normally a lot of times people equate with him, him with uh, the Christmas song, which is... You know, he was the the original version of that when it first came out, and and it, it's just it is literally you know make your hair st- on your arm stand up and stuff. But I love his version of Oh Holy Night," again as a carol. Yeah. All right, number two for me is again "O Come All Ye Faithful" and "Oh Holy Night." Uh, it's a combo of those two by Trans Siberian Orchestra. Uh, see, I liked Trans Siberian Orchestra when they came out. Overplayed and it just wore me out. I don't. I can't listen. See, to it but anymore. this isn't. You don't hear this on the radio. This one. No, you hear what's that? What's that song you hear? Carol all the time? bells. Carol the bells. Yeah, uh, which is like, like a creepy the, song. Yeah, and no, thank you. And I don't need to see another house lit up to that. Thank you very right. much. Right. Yeah. Everybody. Stop. Everybody lights up their house to Carol the bells yep. and uh, Wizard, Wizards of great. Winter, which is a really Wiz- cool yeah, song too. Yeah. But this is a really cool version that they do of Oh Come All You Faithful. It's a little slower. Uh, but it still obviously has those big epic guitar moments, which is just too much fun. Yeah. All right. Um. What's your number one? Again, carols and being traditional. I think it's more equated as as a Christmas song, even though it's not. It's it's more of a, a traditional religious song, and it it's kind of gotten swept into the Christmas thing. Is Ave Maria by anyone? Right. Okay. Anyone, <laughs> including Kenny G, maybe even, but anyone. Anyone, because I just think it's one of the prettiest and, and, and most emotional songs that you've ever heard. Um, my girlfriend in high school, her dad used to sing in the chorus 
uh, at, at church. And the big thing on Christmas Eve, he would sing the, the uh, solo in that. And literally people would be like in tears right. crying because it was just such a beautiful song. So anybody doing that version of it. Nice. Well, mine's different from that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my favorite, and this is just my favorite. I'm not going to say that it's the best because it's not. My favorite version of A Christmas Carol is Angels We Have Heard On High by Reliant K, who is a pop punk band from like the early 2000s. You, you've always liked that one. That's right. Well, we played that yeah. version of that I song that. in the in a talent show in high school at Christmas time, and it's so much fun to play. Is that Russo's, what was the name of the band? Jaff Squatch. <laughs> Jaff Squatch. I still have the stickers. Yeah. That's right. So okay. we played that song, um, and it was so much fun to play. It's really easy to play, but it's like a. It was just a. It's a fun pop punk version of a really classic carol, which also is. Which also is a super beautiful melody. That is. Uh, yeah, that's that's that actually one too. of my favorite carols, like you said, by yeah. anyone. But I just really like their version because it. I have a very special memory of playing that song and. Jeff's question. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's it's just, it's fun. See, and I think a lot of these carols, when we go to, you know, especially Christmas Eve service, because this is where you sing all of these songs, mm-hmm. and then at the end, you know, when you hear Silent Night and Oh Holy Night, and they shut all the lights off, and the whole place is lit up by by candles that everybody's holding, like, that's the, the kind of memories that these things evoke, right. too. Right, so. exactly. So, we have a playlist with all of these songs, and more, and all of the songs and more that we'll talk about next week, that is available to our patrons, so if you want to become a patron and get access to that playlist and our Halloween playlist and any other ones that we have. Click the link in our show notes for our Patreon page. You can choose to donate as little as $2 a month and you get access to all that free content and some blog posts and stuff like that. And you can chat with us directly through there as well. So check it out if you want to. And if you don't want to, then I'm fine with it. I hope you enjoyed <laughs> learning a little bit about Christmas carols. I hope you learned something and I hope you've discovered some new songs or some new versions of songs that you're now going to add to your list to mix things up and people will be thanking you because you won't be playing the same 10 songs oh over and over again. You sing. Yeah. All right. Well, th- thank Sorry. you so much for listening and happy holidays. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.